everyone. Welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma, and with me as always, Mr. Daniel Ornelas. What's up, man? Always available and always ready to talk with Jason Houtsma. Yeah, so you just, just, I'm on call. Actually, Daniel has me on <laughs> speed dial, and he'll call me for like tons of things. A lot of times he'll call me really early in the morning because he's in yes. Nashville and I live in the <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> but besides, exactly. And, you know, sometimes it's important. So, you know, it's, but I like it. I like being on call. <laughs> Usually it's like, how do I edit this video with this thing? And usually my <laughs> and answer like, is, did you Google it? Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually that was actually one of the uh, when I was hiring new teachers. Uh, that's like one of the first questions I asked them. Let's say you have a problem and you're not sure how to fix it. You don't know what to do. Like, what is what are you going to do? How are you going to troubleshoot it? And if they answer, if they didn't, if their first answer wasn't, wasn't, I'll Google it, then it was like, I think we're done here. Thank you. <laughs> I must have slipped under the radar then. Yeah. Well, you're the one that made me throw that question in later. <laughs> okay, good. Well, then I was <laughs> grandfathered in. Yes, you were. But it was, but it's, it's wonderful. You're, you know. Okay, good. Don't good, tell anyone good. that you're my favorite. Shh. Okay. Shh. <laughs> How are you, man? You're back in Nashville. Back in Nashville, working, but but back here, so that's good. Cracking out that uh, library stuff. I was actually just working on um on a Act Justly, Love Mercy, Walk Humbly. I think I did that in the right order. That new Pat Barrett tune, and uh, it was funny because I remember you specifically saying to me, "Oh, I'm so glad this one came along. It's just like so easy." And I'm like, I'm playing it, going through, it, and I'm having to do so much tabbing and so many riffs. And I'm like, you know, it's important to remember, like when you have a worship team. That just because your part is really easy doesn't mean everybody else's part is really easy. You know, one man's exactly one man's beast is like another man's cake. Like it's just very it's very simple, you know. So I was, <laughs> and, then, I was and then it changes the next week to to the other guy, and he's suffering. Right, yep. exactly. Although I will say, I, it's actually really fun to play. It's more just a matter of the tabbing, like doing all the details of of all the tabs. That's that's the, that's the worst part of our job. I feel like. What do you what do you feel like is the worst part? <clears throat> tabbing it out for sure it used to be worse because I used to do it at the end after everything's done usually I'd shot the lesson like three weeks beforehand because I had to rush off somewhere and then I'm trying to remember the whole lesson and tab it out but now that I tab it before I do the loops change my world yeah. thank you Jed yeah it is, is life changing see that was one thing that Google wouldn't tell you nope you needed, you needed to hear it from me well uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked this week we've got um, speaking of favorites you know, one of my favorite uh, worship bands is the band Citizens. They're uh, originally from Seattle, and so I've kind of known them for for a long time and uh, been been a a, a music a fan of their music. Um, it's always really creative. It's always a little different. And uh, Zach Bolin even was one of kind of like our earliest podcast guests. And they've just come out with an album. Um, we we interviewed him a little while back because they did the joy of being iPhone demos, and then it was. Mm. Like they just put out real simple songs, and now they've come out and released the whole, the whole thing, and it's it's gorgeous. They've just just done such a, an, an impressive job. Love it. I love what they're saying. I love how it sounds. And so I was like, I know you were just on here, man, but we got to track you down again. So we had them on, and uh, and we get to talk through their new record, "The Joy of Being." Let's hear it. Zach, welcome to the podcast. What's up, Jason? Good to see you, man. And it's uh, it's it's good to see your face. I think the last time I saw you, you had a a, 
very epic mustache going. I did, man. You know, COVID, COVID brought a lot of mustaches out of people, you know? <laughs> and I had that thing going for a couple of years and it just felt like, you know what? Probably this is like, you know, where you want to be the unique snowflake. I was like, I just, I don't want to have a, a, a mustache anymore. So that's a good move. Well, you have a very full, you have a very full five o'clock shadow. It's more of a seven o'clock. It's yes. And it's no matter how often I shave, it just doesn't go away. I could not shave for six months and still not have that. It's so, it's so impressive to me. Dude, I don't know, man. Seventh grade, I had to start shaving. It was was a low time for me. (laughs) It was, it was like cool in the moment. Like, well, I'm, 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 12 or whatever 13 I've, I've got to shave yeah but then you kind of realize like wait nobody else is shaving yet well and all your <laughs> friends are like hey can you go get his beer and get us into rated yeah. R movies <laughs> no that's exactly <laughs> it or in like ymca basketball in eighth grade coaches would be like that that kid's that kid's a 10th grader yeah, let me see it let me see a birth certificate let me see it show me show me <laughs> Show me his driver's license. Like, dude, <laughs> well, you, I'm just 13. Well, you must you must have been good if they were coming after oh, you. That's good. I don't know, man. I don't know. The small town of Maryland didn't have a whole lot, not a whole lot of basketball talent coming out of there. So. That's awesome. Well, uh, well, we were just talking about how you've moved to Nashville, but I, I, uh, I want to talk about your album. The last time yeah. we spoke, the joy of being had come out. The phone demos had just come out, and it was awesome. And I love the whole Thank idea you. of like putting this out and letting like letting the church get their hands on it first uh, it was so cool. And I totally enjoyed playing them and and you know listening along, and they sounded great. Um, but then you actually came out with like, okay, now here's our version, right? And I guess my main question is, why isn't this the biggest record in the world? That's <laughs> that's my first that's my Dude, first question to you. What's your answer? What do you got for me? Excellent, excellent question. I don't have an answer. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, uh, I don't know. What, what do you think it is? Maybe, maybe we didn't, I don't know, man. Maybe we just didn't do enough electric guitar. We, we, we only did like on some songs, one electric guitar. Maybe we should have done 20. Oh, know. you definitely need so. to have, yeah, not enough effects. Uh, there yep. should have definitely been at least seven guitars on every track. Yeah. And, uh, I, we just didn't go. We didn't go from us. We di- we didn't have a whole lot of surplus on this one. So maybe that's it. Well, uh, I I I disagree with you. I don't think I don't think that's it. Um, but seriously, man, I I uh, I listened to this record and I've just been sitting with it. And I have to tell you, it reminded me just how revolutionary the message of the gospel is. Mm. It's um, because what you guys have done here is you really. Um, you've just, it feels very personal and also very universal. It feels very like God and truth focused, which is what you kind of expect from a, a, you know, a Jesus Mm. album, but it, it seems to be speaking to very specific parts. I think in our culture, you know, songs like Holy love that are just, what is love? And it's just said so well, um, Mm you know, pointing to Jesus Christ, you know, only Jesus Christ is such an awesome, you know, like what is the question and here's the answer, you know? Mm. Um, gosh, forgive us. I could just go down the whole list. They're all so good. So I wanted to actually ask you, did you guys, when you guys recorded this, 
obviously you wrote the songs first, you did the demos. Um, what was it like then making that transition and going, okay, how do we flesh these out in a way that the music captures what we're really doing? Cause like I said, the phone demos are great. I loved the songs as they were. And then I was just like, this has now reached down into my soul. They're the same words, but it, you've surrounded them in a way that's just like this beautiful gift. So why don't you tell me about kind of making the jump and, and you guys putting your own take on your own songs? Man, that makes well, sense. thank you. Dude, <laughs> so encouraging. Like, I mean, we, so this idea of doing like the, the phone demos or it wasn't phone demos at first. It was originally just, we wanted to release the record with as like stripped down versions. And we always had the idea of like, Hey, we'll share it with fans and they can give us their own versions. The iPhone demo thing came about in like the end of probably like the end of 2019 where we're like, Oh man, this would be a cool way to release this. But at up to that point, Brian and I had been, we had sort of, we had decided that we were going to track this record differently than we'd ever done any record. And we started everything with piano and acoustic. Like we didn't track drums first and you know, it was only piano and acoustic, mostly piano first. And the reason we wanted to do that is because we wanted to make sure that like those two instruments were like the driving force behind the structure of the songs Mm -hmm. because, and, and for us, one, approach that we hadn't really done before and maybe mix wise, it doesn't necessarily translate this way. I don't know, but for us, like, uh, functionally as we were working on it, we wanted to do this where it's like, all right, we've put so much time into communicating what we really believe is true. What we feel like will be really significant for the church and for the world to hear. And so we need to make sure like those vocals and those lyrics are the, are like the main focus of this record. And so that's kind of how we approach it. So we sort of worked at it more backwards like in the past like piano and guitar and acoustic for sure would be the last thing we would record Mm. whereas in this way we did those first and and we kind of just said like all right we're gonna like we're gonna let that sort of dictate the way that we arrange these songs because to me piano is such an emotional instrument like i write almost everything on piano and brian's the same and so like just the the different uh, chord structures and the way that you can sort of follow along with, you can do it on, on acoustic, but you know, you have, you know, these two hands that are creating these different melodies and all these different things that are just so beautiful. And you bring like this vocal in that you can add these notes that you're not even necessarily playing in the, in the chords, but it's adding in a, a, a totally different, you know, part to the phrase, like all these different things are like piano is just such an emotional instrument. And this record for us was a really emotional record. We wanted that to be conveyed. And so every single song we sort of filtered through, how do we capture the emotion of what the lyric is saying and what the piano is communicating? Well, and it, you guys did it so well. I mean, I, I, I was like really listening to the arrangements of them and just kind of taking them in. And, you know, there's, um, there was just so many little things that you guys did. You brought in a lot of other vocals that, that right. weren't like sweeping big choirs, but it just still felt intimate, but just kind of added mm. a little something extra. Um, I love that you actually kept these in keys that I can sing. Like I can sing these songs. <laughs> that never That's happens. Awesome, that never happens to me. I, I have to write it. almost all the songs for my church because I can't sing any of the other songs. Um, <laughs> and people are like, oh, can you lead to this thing? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's like, it's pretty up there for me. Um, (laughs) but, uh, 
you know, the, the keys are there. And then you also, um, it's interesting because, because the way you're describing it is kind of this like simple, yeah, we didn't have a lot of tracks, but yet you use strings and you use horns and these other pieces that make it, and I don't know if it's a mixed thing or if it's an arrangement thing or what, but it feels like the songs build in a way that never become, that never overtakes the lyric. Like it, you kind of get these things where they land and you're like, oh, that's a good moment. And, oh, this is really big, but it doesn't feel like, oh, now there's this wall of sound and now I'm just lost in the drums. Like Mm. it really feels like the music is surrounding uh, the lyrics. So do you think that's an arrangement thing? Do you think that's a mix thing? Do you think that's both? Did you just not mean to do it? What? (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, you're, you're describing exactly what, (laughs) exactly what our vision was for the record. Mm -hmm. And that was from the very beginning, we had set out this goal to, um, we just wanted to make the most beautiful record we possibly could. Mm -hmm. Uh, and because we really thought these lyrics were really beautiful and, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, like even like, like with with the, the vocals, the choir and stuff like that, like though, like all these different voices we pulled in, those are like iPhone recordings from people all over the world. We gave them an opportunity to to like record and sing. And we just did like a quarantine choir and that was really sweet. And so there was like a hundred different voices singing on that record that either recorded on an iPhone, some, some on a studio mic or on like a MacBook microphone or something. Um, so that was like a really sweet part, but then also just like the way that we were really, the way we really focused on this was like arrangement, mix, all of it. We just had that like goal from the very beginning. Like this is what this record needs to sound like. And it's probably the first record that I've ever been a part of where from the very beginning, we had this idea of, of how we envisioned it to sound, which is really hard when you're bringing multiple people together. Uh, and, and then when we got to, to the end of the record, it actually was that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, I mean, obviously there were surprises that came along, but I think it just shows that there is incredible work that goes into writing songs. And if you lay really good groundwork and you have a really good vision for where you're going, like, I think if, if anything, even if the, the, the whole world doesn't know about the record or love the record, it's something that you as a writer, as an artist can feel proud of because you know that you accomplished this thing that you set out to do. And it wasn't just like a bunch of happy accidents, which those do happen sometimes. But the, the bigger story is we wanted to convey this specific idea, which is we are more than just people that, that do things, that we are people that exist and we and, and in our very being – we find identity because, you know, just like God, when Jesus is, you know, in fact, it happens two times, you know, it happens both in the baptism of Jesus, but also in the transfiguration, like, but specifically the baptism of Jesus, he comes out of the water. He's not done any ministry yet. And Jesus and and, and the voice of God descends from the heavens and says to the people that are there, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Jesus, that's God identifying, or sorry, that's that's God the Father signifying Christ's identity, which is Son. And that's such a, and, and obviously, Jesus being God, there's a lot more to that too. But I think that was more for us, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. than just for Jesus, you know, for us to, because we know that now we're hidden in Christ. And so the way God, the father looked at the son as he came out of the baptismal waters, that's the same way that God looks at us as sons and daughters. And so that's really was the, like this big idea that we're trying to convey is like, we don't need to do more in order to be loved by God. Mm-hmm. That in our very being, our very existence brings pleasure to God. And so we just spent like basically like two years thinking about how do we communicate that with musical notes as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you do a phenomenal job. I mean, it's, I love the way you're talking because one thing I've, I've said this on the podcast before, but like one thing my pastor always does is he's always great at like, you're like, okay, this is the issue. And he's like, no. And then he just like, like all of a sudden like takes a rocket ship a thousand feet up and goes like, actually, this is the issue. And this is like a <laughs> symptom of this issue, you know? Right. And, um, and I, and I think like, I, I, I've talked to my wife about this a ton. I'm like, as I look at the culture my kids are growing up in, as I look at even the culture of the church and the things that people are fighting over and arguing over and right. society and everything else, it's all these like symptoms of like, I don't have an, an understanding of who I am, which is mm. a child of God. Like right. if I understand that I'm a child of God, a lot of this stuff goes away, you know, Absolutely. like it doesn't get perfect. But if we're operating out of that identity and out of who he's made us to be, well, we probably don't need like a million different like aromatherapy candles to get us to like self-care. Right. Like it's right. like, no, my self-care right. is spiritual. Like that's, that feeds me and, and, you know, yes. kind of does so much more. And so I think, I think that's one of the things that really resonated with the album for me in mm. even saying like, it reminded me how revolutionary the gospel is because it's hitting on all these like it's not like, oh, uh, you know, here's this political argument or here's what's happening with like, how do we feel about this issue or that issue? It's just like, love is this. And, and right. the way that you guys laid it out, um, oh, I had the lyrics up here a second ago. Um, the song, Holy Love, look at that. It even says citizens right after it, it just comes right up. Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's such a great version of that, of that great chapter, right? That great like mm-hmm. love is this, and you started off with love right. is patient, love is kind, but then you start like hitting all these other things, these like deeper versions and more specific things, like love is celebrating joy in every life. Like, how hard is it as human beings to not be jealous right. and to not like, you know, like find our identity and like try and push others down to like lift ourselves up. Like it's so human. It's so human. It's like, no, that's not what Jesus said. That's not, that's not what Paul says. That's not what God says. Like love is not that, you know, love protects, love releases, love is persevering in each other's needs. Like that idea of actually going beyond just the initial, like, Hey, you need some help this Saturday and going beyond that and actually having a relationship and like, let's walk through, let's, let's walk through your your alcoholism with you. Like, let's do it. We're probably not going to see, it's probably going to be one of the hardest things we ever do, but let's go. Cause that's what let's love do is, it. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so maybe kind of, you could kind of jump back into some of these songs, you know, you're saying like you found like these ways to say these things going forward. Can you maybe give me a few like kind of aha moments with, with the songs of like, man, this was what really felt like it brought it home for me. Right. So like, Holy love is a good example. I mean, I, I remember uh, and, and now I, since just traveling around more, you see these signs more, but there were, would, there would be these signs that a lot of my neighbors would have. And I, 
I think in, in many ways they're very well-meaning, but they would say, um, they would say things like love is love. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about that in terms of like, you know, what, if we're just defining love based on our own standards, it's, it's, it's corrupted because I know that my versions of love sometimes are self-focused. I, I'm wanting something out of it. There are people that they've been abused and they've been told that that was love. Mm-hmm. There's people that have been neglected and they've been told, well, this is love. There's people that have used other people and said that was love. And it sounds extreme, like, oh, that's everybody else. But we're all guilty of that and we've all received that. And so without some sort of clear understanding and foundation of like, what, what is this word then that the whole world uses? Well, that's where Jesus comes in, you know, because Jesus is the embodiment of that love. God is that, you know, you know, the the entire Trinity gives us that example, you know, where we see community and we see, we see what it means for us to commit to one another. And more specifically, because we're sinners, uh, what it means to commit to one another when we're all different, we have different experiences, we have different perspectives and opinions, and it's hard to do that sometimes. And I think when we have a standard that is God, and since God is love, we can look to God to be our example, and we can follow, all of us can follow in that. Like, we don't need to find another person in this world that's just going to let us down again, but we can look to a God that is unfailing. And that was a big part for me, and and just working through that song was just thinking about to be honest, like seeing so much of the divide throughout our country politically, no matter what side you fall on, and just recognizing that I don't think that this is the way that we're meant to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Tell me, tell me about Forgive Us. I think that's a, that's a really interesting song because it really kind of speaks to humility in a, in a lot of ways, which, yeah. I, which I feel like is the most... One of the biggest things I was actually just talking with somebody I work with today and he was just like, I just, I just don't understand why everyone just thinks that they are right. <laughs> like, right. Like, there's no, like, yep. I might be right. I might be, I mean, I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. You know, that's, that Radiohead had it figured out. I might be wrong. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> a little humility goes a long way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, with forgive us, that one's, uh, I love that song. I mean, that song was actually written by Brian. Um, I contributed a small part in that one, which is unique because that's that's the first song we've ever done that was a song that Brian primarily wrote. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's either something I'm writing or Brian's bringing uh, or we're working together on it. Um, and that one, it, I mean, is really in the same vein as Holy Love. I mean, just thinking in the same way about um, – I was just talking to a friend about this today, like – you know, we are so intent on pointing out everyone else's sin. And you think about like Psalm 139, search my heart, O God, um, and, and, you know, and show me if there be any sin, any, any grievous way in me, you know, like that, that idea is really revolutionary when you think about it, because what it means is, okay, I'm at odds with this person. They, I feel like they've hurt me. Our first step is often not to say, all right, but is there any way that I've sinned against them? 
Like oftentimes if we feel we're right, we want to do whatever it takes to win, to show, to like, to be right even more, to show, to like, to, 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 to like, to plant our flag and show like our supremacy on this issue or this, whatever it is. And, you know, I just think there's something really powerful about looking within and saying, all right, I'm a sinner that is broken. Lord, forgive me. So that, and then, and then out of that forgiveness, I want to, I want to, to forgive those who sinned against me as well. Um, because I think until we have that, until we've really truly experienced what it means to be forgiven as the people that we are, um, I think we're always going to wrestle with letting go of, of ways that people have, have sinned against us. Yeah. Well, and it's so, I think, I think the, the, the current of culture is so like, there is no such thing as wrong. There is no right. Like, like, don't tell me I've sinned. Don't tell me. I, like, right. it's like, what well, I, I don't know, man, I get to feel what I want, you know? And so being in that space, like that humble space of just being like, yeah, what, like, God, what do you want to speak to me? And not that, like, I liked how it, how the song doesn't beat you over the head with like, I'm a sinner, <laughs> you know? Right. Cause it's like, no, I'm forgiven. Like God's forgiven right. me. Like, like those things, but it still leaves that. I don't know. It just, it just speaks really well to it. Um, the, uh, uh, joy to be. I yep. love that song specifically for the, the, the focus on joy, which it makes sense. Cause it's in the title, but, um, <laughs> but the whole idea of like being holy gods being like a lot of times songs that, that we speak that with are this like introspective, like, all right, if you could just rip myself out of me, that would be great. You know? And it's right. more like speaking to not what not to do, but more like finding ourselves in God and like the joy that that actually brings. And in like a really deep way, not in just like, right. a, yeah, now I'm happier. So I'll tell everybody I'm happier. It's like, no, there's like, this is what we're meant to be. This is yeah. who we are. It, once again, going back to identity and you guys like pulling that off. Were you, were you, were you intentional in the, in like, did you think about like, okay, here are the, these lyrics here are these, here are these songs. Like they, they just seem to meld together really well without like going over the top either way. Yeah. I mean, that one was an interesting one. Cause it like stylistically, it felt so different from a lot of the other songs. It, it really, any song that I think we've ever really put out, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know, like, you know, you know, there's the passage, um, in John, um, you know, where John the Baptist is, is talking to his disciples about, you know, he must increase, I must decrease because now, you know, the one that I, I've been prophesying about is here, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's such a really, I know we kind of use that as a cliche and I, I kind of enjoy the process of, I enjoy the process of taking like, cliches that are used within Christian culture and finding a way to, especially biblical ones and trying to use them in songs, because I think there's always more context and I like to give context. And for me, it was like, all right, how do we follow in John's example, you know, where we see that like, and ultimately like in Jesus's example, because Jesus humbles himself. He made, you know, as Philippians two tells us, he made himself nothing. And I think that like, true like servant leadership means that we're not pining for the stage or for 
the platform, but we're, we're, we've, we're devoting ourselves to a life of servanthood. And that to me is really what that song is all about. And so it was really sweet to have like all those different voices singing on it and Shonda sing on it too, who's a part of Nashville life music and just getting these different, because honestly, like that means something so different for each of us, because I know for me as a dad of four kids and, you know, husband, like there's a lot of ways that I can see like, all right, I can humble myself. My hands can be opened. And I can see the ways that I can be more of a servant to those that are specifically in my life. And that's, that's really what I think it came down to is like that there's a lot of peace that comes in uh, recognizing our weaknesses and our need for God to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be our strength. And, and that's, that's really what that, that song's getting at. No, but I have to be right. I have to be right, right all the time. I got to be right. <laughs> Don't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> my my wife is actually really good at explaining to me where I've where I'm wrong. She's and she's usually right. That's a usual, yeah. Your your wife too, huh? Yeah, she does it in the gentlest, most Christ-like yeah. way. Yes. Sometimes Same. my favorite one is when she busts out, uh, "Wow, you you you, know you remind me of right now, like Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. You sound just like him. Whoa, man, <laughs> like, wow. Oh, oh okay, is okay. that is that him? <laughs> You're back." Already? So soon? <laughs> totally. She, she busts that one out. Um, okay. Speaking of parenting, you know, I am a, uh, I'm a, I'm a good dad. Of course. And I know and this because right. I show my, yeah. my kids classic movies. Oh, that's, that is a good dad move. And so we recently just watched Karate Kid part two, which mm. is a great one. It's not as good as one, but it's still, yeah. it's still pretty good. I, I did watch the first with my kids about two, a year ago, and it was just – it was so good watching oh, it again. Totally and they holds it. up. Totally holds up. Uh, and the way it ends, it's just the most random it's – just, it's just like, wait, it's over? Totally. You know? It's so good. Daniel wins, and then, you know, Mr. Miyagi is just standing there, and they're cheering, and it's, like, it's over. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Karate Kid 2, though, like – it's it's I mean it's not better, but it's uh, it's still really good. It's it's up there. I, once I, I, once I you get past that. two, it the I don't even count those. It's, we pretend yeah, that those don't exist. Yeah, those are yeah. Uh, those are lifetime channel movies. Right, right. Yeah, totally. Uh but you know, at the end of um of Karate Kid Two, the credits roll and Peter Cetera comes in, he's got that like a knight in shining armor, and I have to say, altogether yeah. good, it's got a little of that power oh. ballad, like it started going, and about like halfway through, I wanted to just be like, like a knight in shining armor. <laughs> it's so it's so good. It's altogether Dude, good. We missed our chance. We missed our shot. That is definitely one of those throwback vibes, that song for sure. It's great. I'm not sure what was going through my head working on that one, but definitely was feeling some throwback nostalgia. And I spe- yeah, especially on the chords of that chorus. Yeah. Like with, without a doubt. So it, it does what it, it's supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, I've been wanting, I feel like I want to find like an old, like an older lady to sing that song. <laughs> and then maybe we could get like a, maybe we could get like Dolly Parton and I mean, Kenny Rogers, rest in peace. And it's so sad that Kenny Rogers passed away that our call completely dropped out and we have not been able to talk for the last 20 minutes, but we're back. Like yes. it never happened. Like it never happened. Not at all. Not at all. Well, uh, you know, really, man, I just wanted to tell you, like, this 
this album, it's it's one of those things. And I didn't even touch on uh, All I Need. That's like, that one's crazy. Um, this this album is special. It feels special. It You guys, you, I mean, you know, I always love what you guys do. Um, I probably praise it too much sometimes, but uh, and it's well-deserving. But, you know, sometimes my heart gets worn on my sleeve a little bit. <laughs> It's like, oh, how is this not the best oh. record in the world, you know? Oh, man. Um, You're too kind. But too really, kind. really, I just want to tell you, it really is. It's, I think it's, a, I think it's an, a record that the church needs. I think it's something that we need to sing. I think it's something that, I mean, all of humanity needs to be able to sing. Mm. Um, and it's, it feels incredibly timely, and it really does kind of elevate us up past the the dross that is that we all seem kind of trapped in mm. at the moment. It's kind of weird to think the last time I talked to you, we were like in full on quarantine. Dude, that's true. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we're, we're, we're making it happen. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting through. Progress. We're not in full, we're not in yes. full quarantine. You're in a whole different city. Now. No, I know, man. So, um, so let me ask you this. So I always like to kind of finish with, with something. What, what are you excited about? What's, you know, what, what's, what's new for you? What's coming up? What's got you inspired? You know, I, I, the first thing that came to mind was I'm excited. I'm excited about the prospect of being able to be with people again in larger groups of some kind, you know, and to be able to sing together. This past Sunday, I went to church and, uh, for the first time here in Nashville and was listening, like just, it was such a, it was such great music. It's this church called Nashville Life. And there's a record called Nashville like Nashville Life Music that I highly recommend checking out. But man, I was just in tears as I was listening to people sing and just seeing people joyfully worshiping Jesus. It was so cool. So that's a, I think that's something I'm really looking forward to because, you know, you kind of, I mean, we all feel like, oh man, we want to be there, but I think we, I think we've all kind of underestimated the power. Like we all recognize that like being together is a really important thing, but I think we like we grossly underestimate the power of just like spontaneity and mm-hmm. what happens when you bring all these different people together that we experienced before COVID of like just singing songs and the, the ways that that ma- the things that that makes us feel and the things that we want to express, especially in songs of worship. So I'm excited about that. And I think the other thing I'm excited about is just, I'm excited to know that even though, like life is changing as we know it. And it might be like this for a while. Who knows? Maybe that'll be, and and, I mean, I think regardless, like innovation comes and new ideas come and I'm excited to just make, keep writing music. And then 20 years from now, listen back. Man, I love, yeah. I I love that you're, uh, that you're at Nashville life. We actually had Dewan on. Yes. And, uh, and dude, my heart is broken because it didn't record. Like no. I, like I, I had the interview and it, and it was like, and I was, I came out so amped up after talking to those guys and like oh, man. the Nashville life album is just so fantastic and so it's fun so to listen good, to. Man. And just, I know they nailed it. And I've been trying to nail them yes. down again ever since. And, uh, you know, who, who knows they might, maybe they hate me now, but, uh, it's, I'll it's, go bang on some doors. For yeah. Me. Go see so. if I can talk to them again, because it was so fun. <laughs> It was going to be like the first episode of our last season. And then I went oh. back and it was like, did not record. And it was like, just, oh. what? Dude, you know, the pesky record 
just you know that record button it just doesn't always do what you want it to it hurts so. my heart well I, you know what it was is uh, my, my call recorder wasn't working and i knew that so i recorded it on skype and then skype failed me so it was no yeah it was Dude, it was no good not cool but man what a great place to land you guys think you, you'll uh you'll be back yes for sure yes gonna gonna be out that way for sure yeah, it'll be interesting, I think, when we come out of the whole COVID thing and actually, yeah, gather together, because I think you're right. Like, we are fully missing that piece. And I think sometimes when you get away from it for so long, you're like, oh, I don't even need this. Like, I still have, right. I can still show up to church, I can put my computer on, and like, life goes on. And it's like, no, sometimes you got to drag yourself out there and be with people and realize just how incredible that is. Um, we did, we actually did it on Christmas Eve. We did a, our, only like in-person gathering and we did it outside and distance and it was freezing. Like it was so (laughs) cold. I'm like playing guitar. I can't feel my hands, you know? Um, but man, like everybody's singing and you're just like this, Oh, it's water from my soul. Like we're, I know it's almost like we're meant to do it. And I think that, I think one of the biggest tragedies, maybe perhaps not, I don't want to say tragedy is a strong word, but I think one of like the biggest misses that we would have coming out of all of this would be for us to just be so eager to get back to what we had and not miss the opportunities opportunities to see ways to to even do things different than or to see things different than than we did before because i think that you know especially in the church there's this idea that's been built up that like well we need to have this building and this sound and these lights or all these different components in order for us to be able to gather and maybe, maybe this time, if anything, will give us a greater appreciation for it's it's the people uh, of God gathered together that makes it significant, not not all the other decorations that we do. And and, and those things are special and cool, but it's there's something really like significant about us bringing our instrument, which is our voice, together. For sure, it's one of the it's one of the greatest gifts of getting to be a worship leader. So. Yes. Uh, well, man, I, I gotta tell you, I, like I said, I love the record. I want everybody to listen to it, go out and listen to it. Uh, it's called the joy of being. Yes. And it is awesome. Go check it out. Check out the phone demos too. It's kind of fun. You can play along. Yeah. It's great. But uh, it's actually funny. One of the, um, one of my favorite things that I've done recently is I, so for my church, I do all the, um, I do all the music and we're small church. We never, like the presentation was never that awesome, you know, right. <laughs> like it's always yep. like, it's about us being <laughs> together, you know? And so, and so a lot of times like worship now is like a video from my iPhone and it's away it goes. And I, yep. it's always then weird for me to then be like in the zoom gathering with everybody and like starting the video and then like, there's me <laughs> there just, I am. just leading. And this, <laughs> and this last time I actually grabbed my guitar and just started playing along. Oh, that's cool. And it was actually really it was, it was so life-giving to me. It was almost like yes. I was getting to like be led in worship and just play yes. along and experience it rather than yep. be the critic and be the, you know, the, oh, you know, I, I should have done that better. I, yeah, yes. I, I messed that up. It was, it was amazing. It was really yes, cool. Yes, man. I love that, man. I think that's what's so cool. It's just the spirit like leading us in, in all this. And, you know, there's just so many, so many, I think, amazing things, especially our kids that are watching all this happen. There's just going to be so many, there's such such a, a new perspective that we've gained through it all. For sure. 
Well, Zach, I always get a new perspective every time I uh, get to hang out with you. So Man, thank you for taking the time. Jason. Thank you. I can't believe it, but it actually just dawned on me that the first yeah, the, when I when I interviewed for the job to teach for, with you, I actually taught a citizen song. This was a song that That's you gave right. me to teach. That's right. <laughs> I I was like I was like I was like, can they handle it? I know it's hard. It's four chords. Can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think I did about 70 different lesson clips. And then you're like, that's good. You don't have to teach that in depth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not uh, trying though. to teach all the bass on every on every song. You know, That's what the one-on-one lessons are for. Exactly. exactly. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but there was that break in there where we, we got disconnected. I, I edited it together so that you wouldn't really hear it so much. But, uh, you know, we were talking about the whole how he like how this this one song kind of reminds me of like the Karate Kid. Right. And so then all of a sudden our phone got our got broken up. And I and so he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, my battery died. Give me like 10 minutes. So then I went and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a put a total Peter Cetera guitar solo into one of one of his songs and I'm going to like send it to him or whatever. So in that like 10 minutes, I tracked this <laughs> this guitar solo over the top of his tune. Check it out. so much 80s in you that's incredible <laughs> you know I, I mean it's a little sloppy it's not as it's not, if i had more than 10 minutes i would have gotten a few of those notes a little bit cleaner but uh but i sent it off to him and he was we, we had a good time we had a good laugh over it so it's funny that because all... i'm just in that zone right now because between that and the the uh the you are the lord song that was also very kind of 80s sounding and where mm -hmm. we took that and did the montage with karate kid date movie on our on our instagram and our facebook if you haven't seen that go check that out I'll put a link in the in the description so you can actually go see it. We took the song "You Are the Lord," which is beautiful, but it just it so sounded to me like like an '80s montage song. Like it was like this is a date. So you know it's what's perfect. what's one of the best dates? You got a Karate Kid threw that in there, and it fit perfectly. The thing uh, is, ministry, even just timing wise, I'm like it must be at the right tempo to match the <laughs> clips because I didn't even have to do a bunch of editing. It was just like. This part Perfect. lands on this part perfectly. It worked out awesome. Well, man, that's pretty much it. I got to get back to this song. So we got, we got. Uh, I, I will, I will say, we do have "Holy Love." We are actually releasing that one next week. So uh, the song that we were talking about on the interview, and um, I love it. I think you're gonna love it. It's a great tune. Did you? What did you think of it? You already awesome. filmed it, right? Yeah, it's so cool. So awesome. Well, uh, I got to get back to this Pat Barrett song. Pat Barrett and his pet parrot, and uh, <laughs> it's part baboon. <laughs> okay we can't start this now okay we gotta go uh daniel i'll see you next week uh, i'll see you my friend 